Thank you for joining us. Welcome to another edition of Answers Network. I'm your host, Alan Cardoza. And for those of you that have been listening, sending in questions and comments, thank you so much. Please continue to help spread the word that every Monday from 11 a.m. to noon Pacific time, this show will bring on special guests that can inspire, educate, and in some cases, entertain, while bringing answers and options to making our lives happier, healthier, and more successful. Now, if you can't listen live, know that all of our shows can be found at answers.network. And I'm sure that there's something there that you'll find that will make your day. And I want you to know that I really appreciate it if you could all do me a wonderful favor. Please forward one of our shows to someone you know who can benefit from a particular show. And if you do that, this is just one powerful way that we can make a positive influence on the world together. Now, our question for today is, how can I become a great marketer when I'm not really an outgoing person? Well, joining us today to answer this question and more is the author of the inspiring book, The Introvert's Guide to Becoming a Master Networker, where she challenges common misconceptions of introverts as passive, indifferent, and unassertive. Giovanna Jenkins Allen is also a speaker and a networking coach. She is the creator and chief visionary officer of Twisted Networking. I've got some questions about that one. As she frequently speaks uh, on entrepreneurship, personal development, parenting, and of course, networking. She holds a master's degree in education and a bachelor's degree in psychology. She's currently residing in Mexico and sounds like she's having a ball there. So Giovanna, welcome to Answers Network. Hey, Alan, thank you so much for having me. Well, it is my pleasure. I, I have enjoyed reading the book. Um, but I think where I'd like to start is if you could share with our audience a little bit about your story of discovery, you know, via the, your inner voice um, that led you to creating these tips and techniques that have helped you build a successful business and brand. Awesome. Well, back in 2020, during the pandemic, um, my business coach said to me, Giovanna, I think you should write a book. And I'm saying to myself, I don't write books. I read books. I buy books. But write a book? That's just not something that I do. But I'm always up for the challenge. And so I sat back. I listened to that voice inside my head. And I said, okay, this is what I'm going to write about. It's going to be the introvert's guide to becoming a master network. Why do I talk about introverts? Well, I am an introvert. And being in sales and marketing, I learned that I, I approached business a little bit differently. And I wanted to help other people who are similar to me, introverts, mm -hmm. ambiverts, or shy, a little reserved, to also become better at networking. And so I happened to be doing some personality tests, and I was able to identify myself as an introvert. Not shy, not aloof, just an introverted type of person. Now, I, and I know that um, surprisingly, there are a lot of people, some very famous people that are introverts um, who've made big impressions on society. And, and when I was reading some of those, I was actually shocked uh, that some of them, and why don't you share some of those with our audience? Because I think that if they can see that there are people that they would have never guessed are introverts that have made such a huge uh, contribution to society, they may, may realize that it's in them too. Exactly. And in honor of Black History Month, the first person actually in my book is Rosa Parks. 
She there was a go. civil rights activist and she's made her presence known, even though she identified as an introvert. Um, here we are today streaming live on Facebook. Yeah. Uh, Mark Zuckerberg, the founder of Meta Now, yeah. um, also identifies as an introvert. We have people like Bill Gates, Barack Obama, Hillary Clinton, Warren Buffett, one mm -hmm. of the wealthiest men in the world, Michael Jordan and Albert Einstein. So these people have left their mark in the world in spite of being an introvert. Yeah, and I, I think that's so important that people understand that, um, you know, that there are these, as, as I said in the beginning, misconceptions, you know, of mm -hmm. some of these. Um, what are some other misconceptions uh, that you find that people have of introverts? Well, one common misconception is that we don't like people. Uh, and that is so not true. We love people. We just interact with people differently. Um, people think that we're just not assertive. And it's not that we're not assertive. We're usually just listening and gathering information. We don't want to be in the front of the room. We don't need to be the center of attention. But we still bring value to the, to the market. We bring value to the conversation. We just do it a little bit differently. And one of the things that I thought of while I was reading your book was something that my father said from the time in which I was very, very young. And because uh, he was one that would sit back and, and observe things and stuff. And he'd say, you know, why don't you focus on engaging your brain before you engage your mouth? <laughs> I love your dad. <laughs> and, and it was, it was so great in the sense that really did make you kind of sit back and think. And I think it also made me a better listener because I would listen. And, uh, and I think that that helped me just as a young person and as someone who was trying to learn things about life, you know, growing up. Exactly. You know, there's a saying, you have two ears and one mouth. Yeah. Accordingly, <laughs> you have that for a reason. So you should listen twice as much as you speak. And so introverts, most of the time we're in the background, we're listening, we're observing those nonverbal cues that some other people might miss up, um, excuse me, they might miss because they're too busy talking. And so we just add a different level of engagement in a relationship. Yeah. Um, and for, for some of those that, you know, that have been listening for a long time, they know this, some may not. Um, you know, my profession is I'm an international detective. And that is one of the things that you learn, and especially when you're in other cultures, is mm -hmm. you learn to sit back, observe, gather information, and uh, and take it from there. And um, let's see. Um, so I'm going to ask a question. I'm going to make an adjustment here because part of my lighting just went out. <laughs> Can you describe how the feelings um, around the words introvert and networking will change once someone is reading your book? Well, I had one reader say to me, um, I used to think that being an introvert was some type of disability. But now that I've read your book, I see it not as a disability, but just as my disposition. And I just need to figure out how to show up differently in the world. And so there's a lot of introverts out there. We feel like something's wrong with us because we've always been told that you're too quiet. You, you know, you're not a people person. You're not a team player. You're not the first to raise your hand. But I want other introverts to know that that's okay. Those, those messages are wrong. 
you are just fine. You just show up differently in the world. And a lot of us are highly successful in everything that we do because we show up differently. And so I want other introverts to connect with their introvertism, love it, accept it, and use it as their superpower. And I think that's a great point. And I, I'm curious if you think that this is a, a good way to approach some of these things. But uh, I found at an early age that I would look for something that I knew that was challenging or that I had a fear of, such as you mentioned raising your hand. Well, you know, as a child, well, as a child, I stuttered. So raising my hand to then comment on something was a fear. Mm-hmm. But what I, what I learned and what I pushed myself on was go after it do it anyway, you know, fight what it is that you're fearing. And after a while, it became more and more comfortable to be that one that sits up front, that raises their hand, that asks the questions. Um, what's your thoughts on, on pushing yourself in that manner? Well, one of my favorite books, and just the title in itself gets me through a lot of days. It's entitled Feel the Fear and Do It Anyway. There you go. Um, Even though I am a networker, I spend a lot of time talking about networking, teaching other people about networking, I am still nervous about it. I'm still nervous about raising my hand. I'm still nervous about being interviewed, being in the center, being the center of attention. But we still have to do it if we're going to get to those levels of success that we aspire to. So don't stop because it's uncomfortable. Use that uncomfortableness to propel you to where you need to go. All right. We have a question that's coming in. um, And this one reads, I've been an introvert my entire life. What I do love is managing projects, working with teams and organizing events. When it comes to networking, and then in parentheses, it says, which I consider a very difficult activity. Mm -hmm. um, I'm terribly uncomfortable and avoid these situations. It really bothers me that I react so negatively. And I was wondering if your book might help me understand and perhaps overcome these feelings. And this is from Gloria in Oregon. Hey, Gloria in Oregon. I appreciate your comment and your question. Um, Definitely the first chapter in the book is all about personal development. And just so you know, introverts, we're born this way. You don't become an introvert. This is your natural disposition. We just need to learn how to use it to get us where we need to go. And so the first chapter in the book is all about personal development, reading books, understanding what it means to be an introvert, understanding how you positively impact the teams that you're on. That chapter will definitely help you. And also the second chapter on affirmations. I use these mind games, I call them sometimes, which really is just changing my negative self-talk to positive self-talk so that I can get through these situations. And so instead of telling myself I'm terrible at networking, I don't like it, I tell myself I absolutely love it. And I've gotten to the point where I actually believe that I absolutely love it. And I do. And so for you, it might be helpful to read those first two chapters personal development affirmations to help you to realize that you are a wonderful introvert and that you add so much value to the networks that you're already in. I love that. Um, You mentioned uh, in that answer uh, being born that way. Um, Let's talk about how much is nature and how much is nurture, because I at times will think about uh, young people that are maybe you know, held back by their parents or something. Um, 
what percentage, or, or if you've thought about it this way, what percentage do you think is nature and what percentage is nurture and what might be easier to, um, to overcome? I think it's nature. I just think that this is who I am. This is who I've always been. Um, I think society tries to suppress it and tries to make us into something that we're not. Uh, but if you're an introvert, you know that you're an introvert. You might not have the words to identify it just yet, but once you start to read and do some research, personal development, you'll understand that that's just who you are. Now, the way you show up in the world, you decide how you're going to show up. Even though society has um, clues and cues on how we're supposed to behave, at a certain point, we have to choose for ourselves how we want to be seen by others in the world. Okay. And so what would you say to someone um, who doesn't know, in other words, they're, they're thinking about the fact and they go, you know, I don't know if I was born this way or I don't know if because I had an, an overbearing parent uh, that never let us speak up uh, or shut us down when we did speak up. Um, what would you tell someone who, who doesn't know where they think it's coming from or think that maybe it's coming from an overbearing parent when maybe it is just the way they were born? Mm, great question. Well, we're going to start where, where you are right now. That's it. We can't mm -hmm. go and undo the past. Yep. We can't change your, your DNA or your genetics. Whether you were born this way or you were trained into this, it doesn't really matter. The point is, where are you going? Where do you want to go with it? Do you want to become better at networking? If you do, you can read my book. You can read other things about being an introvert or being shy. The, the goal is just to understand who you are, embrace who you are, and use those strengths to get, to get you where you need to go. Well, what are some of the... the um... Uh, some of the tools that you talk about in the book. Uh, I, I know you have like 10 tips, I think, at one point in the book that you talk about. What are some tips for somebody that's sitting out there going, or actually like, um, let's, let's go with Gloria. And, you know, she loves managing projects. She loves working with teams and she loves organizing events. But then she wants somebody else to take the microphone. Um, what were some, what are some tips? Because it sounds like She'd like to have a better feel for that. She'd like to maybe, and, and maybe she's one of these that is the behind the scenes person. She does all of these things. Somebody else comes up, grabs the microphone, and everybody thinks that it was all about them. Mm -hmm. You sort of sit back and go, wow, I just did three weeks worth of work. Um, what can we tell Gloria or somebody in that position? A couple of great tips to sort of start, ta start taking steps in the right direction. Mm -hmm. Well, you have to start with identifying who you want to be and how you want to show up. And for instance, if you're a behind the scenes person and that's where you want to stay, there's nothing wrong with that. We need people to manage projects. We need people to do things behind the scenes. That's a perfect place for you if that's your skill set. However, if there's something propelling you inside that says, I need to step in front of the room or I need to be more visible, then you have to listen to that voice as well. And for me, I'd rather be behind the scenes. I don't want people looking at me. I don't enjoy that. I don't want to be the author. However, when I learned that that's what people needed from me, I put aside my wants and desires for the bigger cause. And so if that's something that you need to do, we definitely have to get you to work on your personal development, read things, affirmations, get yourself better. Um, 
improve your skill set so that you can serve more people the way that you need to. Because what happens is sometimes we shrink back because of that fear, but we can't let that fear hold us back because we're stifling ourselves and we'll be stifling the community that needs us. Mm-hmm. And what do you say about uh, the person that wants to make these steps, maybe joining something like Kiwanis or Rotary, joining some sort of a club where each week everybody's going to stand up and say a little bit about themselves. What's your thoughts on joining something like that? Definitely. I am a huge proponent of networking events. Um, That's Mm -hmm. why I created Twisted Networking, which is our networking company. Um, I love networking events because it gives you that opportunity to say your script, to be around other people and to ease yourself into networking and public speaking in itself. A great place is Toastmasters. I would attend some Toastmasters events and learn how to get out there and speak. Uh, One of the chapters in my book is all about your powerful marketing script, which can also be your elevator pitch or your 60 second. You learn how to explain who you are, what you do, and why you do it in in a succinct way. And so those type of events are definitely a good place to start. All right. Um, now, you, you mentioned uh, your marketing company. Mm-hmm. Tell me about the name. How did you come to Twisted? <laughs> <laughs> so um, back in 2009, I started a network marketing company in direct sales. And so once I talked to all my friends and families and neighbors, I needed to find other people to talk to about what I was doing. And so I started attending other networking events. And in Rhode Island, the networking scene is huge. However, as an introvert, going into those events was so uncomfortable to me. And there was just something that said this, I like what they're doing. However, it's not for Javanya. And so I decided to create my own event. And when I started, I called it networking with a twist because I knew it wasn't Mm -hmm. what everybody else was doing. It was something a little different. However, at one of my very first events, a dear friend of mine, Rich Austin, have to say hello to Rich. He says, how about twisted networking? And I'm like, that's it. (laughs) That is the name. And that's the power of your network as well. Your network can give you great ideas, such as a beautiful name for your company. And so it just encapsulates. It just encompassed everything that I'm about. A little bit twisted here. <laughs> I love it. No, I and that makes perfect sense. Now, the idea of it's network networking with a twist. You know, you're you're going to give them something a little different. Um, you know, which which may be, you know, the concept of, um, you know, the the person sometimes that doesn't talk about a lot of stuff. They become the person that that overproduces because they undersold. And, exactly. and, and that was one of the thoughts that that I got as I was reading the book was, yeah, you can be understated and at the same time impress people incredibly because they're like, wow, they didn't come in claiming to change the world, but they sure did after all anyway. Yeah. And I kind of view my, my life like that. I come from Providence, Rhode Island. I was raised in the smallest state. In the, in the country. And mm-hmm. then I moved to Robertsonville, North Carolina, which I'm still trying to figure out where that is. And here I am in Mexico, you know? So according to all of societal rules and norms, I should not be where I am, um, especially as an introvert. And so, yeah, I really appreciate that. We, we can definitely show up more than we expect just by pushing ourselves a little bit more. 
Well, why don't you share, because I know you do in the book, but share some of, of, of introverts' uh, unique qualities for success in business and entrepreneurship that some people may not uh, think is there until it's explained to them. Mm-hmm. Well, um, as Gloria mentioned earlier, being a team player, most introverts, we love to work on a team. And when we're given a task, we handle our task very, very well. We don't need to be micromanaged. We don't need people to always be looking over our shoulder. We handle our business pretty well. We're not distracted by a lot of outside um, things going on because we're home. We're there to do our work. We're there to make sure that the team looks good. I don't have to look good. The whole team has to look good. And I find that other people, they want to look good. They want to take credit for other people's work. However, when it comes to an introvert, we don't think like that. We think the team needs to win. I remember being in college and uh, being put on a team project and the other teammates weren't doing their work. But my thing was, I don't want to fail. So I'm going to do the work for everybody and we'll all get a good grade. And so a lot of introverts think that way. We all need to win regardless of what the rest of the team does. And so we're great team players. Well, that brings up another point uh, is if you are that person, And for everybody out there, if you're thinking and you're hearing this and you're thinking, wait a minute, that's me. How do you not get taken advantage of? Hmm. I think being taken advantage of sometimes is is a frame of mind. Um, You have to decide, is this person getting over on me or am I making sure that I need my needs are met? And a lot of times in society, especially as an introvert child, we our needs don't always get met because we get looked over. However, in certain situations, you have to know, okay, I'm doing this for the greater cause. But if you feel like you're being taken advantage of, then you need to speak up for yourself as well. The situation with school, I wanted a, I wanted a good grade. So it was either I fail with you or we all get a good grade. And failing with you was not an option. So we all get a good grade. But I know down the line, you don't have the information. You don't have the skills because you didn't do the work but I'm okay. And so you have to know for yourself whether or not a person is taking advantage of you. If you feel taken advantage of, address it. But also you have to also come up with the mindset that you want to win as well. Well, but I think that, I mean, as you're saying that, and I'm thinking, isn't that part of the problem of the the introvert is not speaking up? You know, so what you're saying is so important, you know, that if you have somebody, and I think we've all probably known somebody that, you know, they're the, they're the worker bee. And and Mm -hmm. I've been in this position too. You're the worker bee and you're going, you're going, you're going. And then you kind of look around and go, um, wow, I I got it done, but it seems like a a few people dropped off. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, uh, So I'm glad that you're bringing up the point of, you know, if you start to feel something, say something. And that's part of, I guess, getting getting past that part of being an introvert where you don't speak up for yourself. Exactly. Because we're used to sometimes being overlooked because we don't speak up. You know, they're saying this squeaky wheel gets the oil. Mm-hmm. Um, we're usually not squeaky. We usually don't talk too much. We usually just accept whatever it is. But there comes a point in your personal development and your personal your professional development that you have to speak up and say, okay, no. Other times, can you let it go? Maybe. But then there are situations where you're like, no, that's it. I'm not accepting that. And we have to grow into that as well. And that's why I'm a really huge fan on personal development. 
Yeah, and, and I think also another way, and again, for somebody who's a student or somebody who's working on a team, is start thinking about the fact that even if people aren't speaking about it, it's getting noticed. And, and you'll become that person that the next time uh, the manager, the owner or whatever is building a team, mm-hmm. they're going to remember that. And you're going to find that they're going to put you on that team and they may leave, leave off those people that they decided weren't um, as motivated to get the job done. Exactly. In the moment, you might feel overlooked. You might feel like your, your work is not being noticed. But in the long run, you're going to going to win because your work ethic is so wonderful. People are noticing you, even though they're not saying it. And sometimes we want the attention of other people. However, you don't need it. All you need is your own attention and to know and to be fully convinced that you're doing the best that you can. All right. Well, we're going to take a break. Um, but when we come back, I want to talk more about the book and some of your Uh, your great tips that you have uh, for people. So for everybody out there, uh, the book is The Introvert's Guide to Becoming a Master Networker. And stay with us. We'll be right back. You're listening to or watching Answers Network. Founded over 30 years ago to meet the needs of families in crisis, Westshield has continually focused on resolving issues that negatively impact families and businesses. Our signature therapeutic transportation service helps to ensure that adolescents in crisis are safely transported to specialized schools, programs, and treatment centers with unsurpassed experience and success. We are supported by our full-service licensed investigation agency that has legally, professionally, and compassionately located hundreds of runaways and teens. We are experienced and qualified to help, offering solutions which may include referrals to our international network of top professionals in the fields of educational consulting, psychology, psychiatry, and investigations. Simply put, West Shield Adolescent Services and West Shield Investigations are the best solutions when your family is facing a personal crisis. Call 1-800-899-8585, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. That's 1-800-899-8585, or visit our website at westshield.com. Thank you. And we're back. We are speaking with Giovanna Jenkins-Fallon. We're talking about her book, The Introvert's Guide to Becoming a Master Networker. And you're probably thinking, well, well, if she's an introvert, how'd she end up on the podcast? <laughs> I, so, um, you know, I love the fact that in your book, you go into a lot of, of small things that people can do. Um, you know, you can take steps. It isn't that you have to go and, you know, audition for the, the, the next big Broadway play. It isn't that big of a step. So share with us some of these other steps and tips that people can take as they move into uh, understanding that they are an introvert, but at the same time, knowing they can still market themselves or their business quite well. Definitely. So um, as I mentioned several times, personal development, getting to know yourself, getting to know your strengths and also your weaknesses will help you in the marketing process. Um, Coming up with affirmations. I'm a, I listen to them. I record myself listening to to myself say my own affirmations because sometimes we don't want to hear our own voice. We're nervous to hear our own voice. So there's some tricks that I put in the book 
intentionally to help us to overcome those things. Uh, knowing what you're going to say, being prepared when you meet people. Um, one of the things that I really want to let other introverts know is that it's okay not to talk. Yeah. You don't have to always have something to say. You can just listen to other people. And that's what people really want. They want to be heard and listened to. So that's a great thing if you don't mm -hmm. have anything to say. So enjoy that. Um, I spend 80% of my time alone. 80% is Giovanni time. Uh, the other 20%, I will go out and do things like interviews. But I know after this interview, I need to take a nap. <laughs> but um, I know as an introvert, you know, I know networking events are, I spend a lot of energy at networking events. So before an event and after event, I can't have meetings. I need to go and take a nap. So knowing your body, knowing um, how you show up in the world, that's going to help you to market your business better. And one of the things that I love that you brought up in the book, and you just mentioned it a little bit about knowing your strengths is, you know, how introverts are uniquely built for success in business and entrepreneurship. And I think that many people would not think that going in, but I love how in the book, you really go into that and you get people to look inwards and go, what is unique about me or what is unique about my product? And then in so talking about that, um, they appear to be much more outgoing, but I think part of it is just the excitement or the passion about what it is that they're doing. Would you agree with that? I definitely agree with that. Most people love to talk about themselves. And so when you get a chance to share who you are and what you do and why you love it, that makes relationships better. That forges unique bonds. And one of the things with Twisted Networking that I think I love and that we do differently is that we focus on the one-on-one -on -one relationship. A yes. lot of other events that we go to, they're in these group settings. However, relationships are built one-on-one. -on -one and, and introverts, we are better at the one-on-one -on -one conversation. Once we get past the uncomfortableness, we're, we're very open when it's just one other person. And so that is a huge strength of ours. And we need to understand that that is a good thing. That is a great thing. Yeah. And, and I couldn't agree more. And that's one of the things that I loved. And that's why I wanted to bring up the thing about being uniquely built because, uh, and I feel the same way that it one-on-one -on -one is, is so much more important and I'm so much more comfortable. And I think that's going to be the same situation for many when you're when you're standing up there and you're speaking before a big group. Uh, in fact, one of the things that that in the training for speaking before a big group, the first time that I ever did that. And one of the things they said was try and go through and and make eye contact with somebody and try and get one on one with that one person. There might be 800 people out there, mm -hmm. but find somebody and make eye contact and go one on one with them and then go one on one with them. And I thought that was so helpful for me to be able to get through that initial jitters of, of getting started in that area. Definitely. And even though that's a public speaking technique, it, all, it also forges a relationship with that person that you're speaking to because they know. They felt special that you've talked directly to them. And, and with introverts, talking directly to one other person, it just it makes the other person feel appreciated. It helps them to know that you're concerned about them. It shows personal interest and it's a great thing. And so if you're uncomfortable in groups, that's okay. Mm -hmm. That's not where your success lies. Your right. success lies in the one-on-one. -on -one. We have another question, uh, a comment that has come in. And this one reads, uh, um, 
I think the title of your book is a great one. I have uh, three or four really close friends that I would describe as introverts. When we talk about what is lacking in their lives, they say that they're struggling to get out and promote themselves or their business. Can you explain a few of the initial steps you recommend in your book that might help them? I think this would be a great gift and I'm looking forward to the show. This is from Daniel in Georgia. Hey, Daniel. Daniel, thank you for being concerned about your friends as well. And so one of the things that I think is so powerful for introverts to take advantage of is social media. Everybody is on social media and you don't have to really talk to anybody. You can send messages, you can just post static pictures, you can post videos, and that's a great way to market yourself and get out there. I know it's uncomfortable. However, just like anything, you have to begin. And when you begin, it's going to be bad, but it gets better. So for me, I use social media on a regular basis because that's where everybody is. That's the easiest for us, especially because we like to type, we like to write, we'd rather not talk. Take advantage of your social media connections. We all have numerous social media accounts. We just need to become proficient in using it for our marketing strategies. And uh, what do you think of, um, I know there's lots of companies that do this, but of hiring someone to do the social media for you. Yes. Do you think that's a, a good way to go? Uh, either because somebody either isn't comfortable with it or just because of a lack of time? So I have a social media manager. Her name okay. is Carmela. Um, she's in the Philippines. Hey, Carmela. She does a lot of my posting, my reels. However, on my personal page, I have to show up as Javanya. So I think a combination of both is going to serve you well because your audience wants to know who you are. Um, when it comes to time, hiring someone to make sure that you're active because people are always looking for you on social media, great, but you still have to have a personal presence. You still need to talk to people in their DMs and their private messaging so that they know that you're a real person as well. And so in my, in my book under the chapter, chapter four on social media, I give some tips on specifically how to use social media to become better at marketing as an introvert. All right. Um, let's talk a little bit about, um, you know, the, the, the business as far as a twisted marketing, um, it, would this be something that that someone would would join in? I mean, so I, I don't know exactly how you're doing that. Does somebody hire it or is it part of a group that people all join in? Uh, explain a little bit about how that works. I, I had a chance to read the book, but I didn't know as much about this part of your business. Okay, so Twisted Networking, we host virtual and in-person networking events. Um, right now, since the pandemic, everything has been online. So I host a monthly event where people from all over the world come on. We've had people from Malaysia, Africa, Brazil, Canada, the UK. We come on. Our groups are small and intimate on purpose. That's another one of our twists. I don't like more than 10 people at a virtual networking event. Okay. Um, we come on. Everybody gets an opportunity to share a little bit about who they are and connect with other people as well. For our in-person events, we typically support a local restaurant. So prior to the pandemic, we had events going on in Rhode Island, Florida, Massachusetts, Virginia, and North Carolina. Uh, so I hope to open up the in-person events again as well. So if you'd like to attend an event, you just 
sign up online at twistednetworking.com, come on to the virtual event and you're able to promote what you're doing and meet other people. Okay, so let me, I'm going to try to, to visualize this. So <clears throat> there's 10 people. And so say that party A contacts you and says, I'm an attorney and, you know, I specialize in matrimonial things. And then you have someone else that says, you know, okay, well, or me, okay, I'm an international detective. And then somebody else comes on and says, you know, I, I'm a roofer. I mean, how do you put people in groups to where it would make sense? So that's an interesting question. And right now I let people know that Twisted Networking is more for people who have an international business or something that they can do online. If you are a roofer in Rhode Island, I don't know that virtual Twisted Networking would be for you because your ideal client would not be on virtual Twisted Networking. You need someone in your local community. And that's why we do the in-person events as well. However, what I found is that people come on and it's not just about business. And for me, networking is so more than business. I've had people come and say, hey, um, I met so-and-so and now we're best friends. So I've met so-and-so and now we've started a podcast. So this person introduced me to a doctor. So to me, it's like whoever shows up on the event is meant to be there. And there's something that we're going to find in common or something that we can do to support each other down the line. Okay. Yeah. Cause, and I know that, that I've shifted a lot in my life. And so I connect more with, with groups that are uh, involved in, um, a greater health and longevity, you know, mm-hmm. and so so I connect more with groups like that or still through the investigations, you know, so I'll connect more through a, a group where um, international investigations might be more of what might be a fit. But it's interesting where you said that you get so much more out of it. Um, you know, I've been a member of the, the World Association of Detectives for now about 35 years, I think. And that's that's one of my families. That's a family to me. And we, exactly. we meet a couple times a year and we may not, uh, you know, exchange business or anything else, but we're looking forward to seeing how they're doing, how their kids are doing, how their grandkids are doing. Um, exactly. You know, so yes, I, I couldn't agree more that when you end up with a good group, um, it is like a family that you have uh, in that part of the world or in that part of the, the uh, industry. Exactly. And, you know, one of my missions is also to dispel the myth that networking is just about business. That is not what networking should be about. Yes, you will get business through your network. However, network is about building genuine relationships with other people so you can support each other personally, professionally, however you need help. It's not just about selling your product or service. So if you come to a Twisted Networking event with that mindset of just selling people, you're going to be disappointed because that's not what we're there for. We're there to meet. Sales will come down the line, but that is not the mindset to come to a networking event with. Yeah, and one of the things that that I adopted many years ago uh, was in, in the, at the introduction portion of these things, somewhere in that introduction, it would be, and how can I be of service? Mm -hmm. And I think if you approach these things of how can I be of service, as opposed to what you just mentioned of somebody that goes, how can I sell you something? Mm -hmm. Uh, I think that you're going to be much more successful 
uh, it, and, and, and I'm completely uh, authentic about how can I be of service? And, and then what, what, what occurs is, is then if I'm able to help them, when something does happen to where they need something that I provide, they're going to feel comfortable calling. So I couldn't agree with you more in the way in which you're setting this up and putting people together. Exactly. Definitely. We have to serve first. And service might not be your product or service. It might be a connection to someone else. It might be some advice. It might be a shoulder to cry on. You know, people need support. They need a support system. They need a network. Um, And if you come with the mindset of helping other people, you're going to be helped in the long run. Now, um, one of the things that you you talk about in the book is you talk about a lot of actionable goals. Um, and, and you mentioned some that you can take away from certain chapters. What are some other actionable goals that maybe we haven't spoken about now that that somebody's going to come away from this show and go, they're going to go right back to whoever it is that they're working with or their spouse or something and go, I've got some actionable goals or they're going to tell somebody else and go, here's why I'm going to get the book. Awesome. Well, one of my actionable goals is to attend networking events. Make it a habit to attend networking events, especially if you're an introvert, because you don't want to. (laughs) You need to get out, especially if you're having challenges with your marketing, because relationships and people build businesses. So make it a point to attend a networking event. I would welcome you to a twisted networking event. You know me. Now you can come mm-hmm. to an event and feel comfortable. Um, I walk you through step by step what to expect before and after the event. And so I would highly recommend that you look at your calendar, fit networking events in there. Um, also to get better at using social media. Everybody is on social media. Please take one of your accounts. Have a social media audit, make sure that your bio looks good, your profile looks good, and then start using it to promote your business and also to develop relationships with other people. Um, What else are we going to talk about? Oh, there's a couple of chapters in my book that offer some non-traditional networking techniques, such as offering compliments to people, Mm -hmm. telling people that you appreciate them. That builds networks. Also, um, engaging in one-on-one meetings with other people, add more one-on-ones to your your calendar. And my most favorite chapter in the book is The Power of Your Smile. That is chapter 10. I want more introverts to get out there and to smile. Enjoy being an introvert. Let other people know that you are an introvert and this is how you show up in the world and you're proud of being an introvert. Um, smile at more people, feel good about yourself and watch your network grow. Um, I love what you said about pay compliments to people. I think people want to be recognized. You know, they want to be recognized for what it is that they've done. And, um, you know, I have, a, I have some cards that I printed up and I, I pass them out from time to time. And, and I could be in a restaurant um, and it, um, it doesn't say anything about me. In other words, it's just a card. And what I do is I pass out two of them. And as you were saying that, it just reminded me of this. So I'm going to read it. This one, re, it says, I acknowledge you and your brilliantly shining spirit. Wow. Okay. That's beautiful. And then on the back, it says, please accept this card as my sincere appreciation of the value that you bring to the world. 
If you receive multiple cards, it's for a reason. Now it's your turn to acknowledge another deserving person and pass these heartfelt words on of appreciation on to them. That's so it, 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 it's not a sales thing. It doesn't say, you know, call me if you need investigative <laughs> work or anything else. Is your QR code on the back of it? <laughs> yeah. And, and no, there's not even that, you know. It's Good. A, um, in fact, the only thing I think there is something on there that says that if you want to order more of these cards, how they can order the cards. Um, nice. And not through me, just how they can order them. Just because I want to see more people out there shining, um, you know, a positive light. Uh, you know, I feel like we're in a we're in a time in which, you know, there's so much focus on negativity that, you know, there's there's nothing attached to it. You know, it's just, you know, please, you know, accept accept the appreciation that I'm showing you, and then take the extra card and go give it to somebody else. You know, let's let's, show that you you get it. You understand networking. (laughs) You understand it. And that, yeah. And and as you said, it it doesn't have to be that you're constantly selling something. Um, You know, it it will, to me, it will come back to us. You know, uh, at some point in time, somebody's going to say, who was that guy? You know? (laughs) Yeah. Um, You know, so I think that anything that we can do along those lines to make a positive uh, impression on people um, that somebody will pay it forward. Definitely. And I believe that we all bring value. You might not realize the value that you bring, but we all bring value. And so by hosting my networking events, I bring people out who wouldn't normally come out. I remember going to networking events and there was no one there that ever looked like me and no one there that I, I just didn't feel comfortable. And so I tried to bring other people out, people who might not feel as good about themselves, but they have things to offer. There's a lot of talented people that are home feeling scared and feeling uncomfortable, but I'm here to let them know it's okay. Come out, come out and play. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know, one of the things that we added to again the the association of investigators that I've been involved in for many years is um, a um, a new member welcoming committee because one of the things that we saw was there were new people coming out but the rest of us who've been there for twenty or thirty years you know we, we kind of knew everybody so we're all talking and we set up a a committee and their job is to go to those new people who may not, you know, they may be introverts. They may not necessarily, you know, know how to jump into this world. Mm-hmm. And, and it's great because those of us that have been on that committee, we go up, we introduce ourselves, and then we take them and start introducing them to other people. Yes. And before you know it, they don't need our help anymore. You know, exactly. they're out there introducing themselves because of the fact that they just kind of got past that first couple of steps. It makes exactly. quite a difference. I remember my first networking event. Nobody welcomed me. I was hyperventilated. I talk about it in the book. I was like sick to my stomach. I had to leave the venue because there was no welcoming committee. <laughs> no one that even said hi to me. And that's very, very stressful for someone who's an introvert, especially. And so with Twisted Networking, I want to make sure that you always feel welcome. I want to make sure that if it's your first time, you feel safe, you feel comfortable, and you feel heard. That is one of my missions because I I firmly believe that your network is your net worth. And if you're not out there networking, you're not going to 
meet your goals. You're not going to have that business that you'd like. And so I want more people to come out on the networking scene so that they can be seen, be heard, and they can live the life that they desire. Well, that's a perfect way for us to wrap this up. So for everybody out there, again, it's the introvert's guide to becoming a master networker. And uh, I know they can uh, they can find the book anywhere books are sold. Is that right? Yes. Best place to get it is Javanya.com. There you go. Javanya.com. You can get an ebook. You can also get um, a tangible copy on Amazon. I love it. Well, Javanya, this has been wonderful. I've enjoyed this so much. Um, in fact, I may want to jump on one of you. I, I'd love to see one of your your little networking groups and and. Uh, uh, and who knows what's what, what's coming up next? You got another book coming up? <laughs> I don't have another book coming up yet. I've been asked about it, but I, I'm not there yet. I do have a networking event next week, um, Wednesday, uh, Tuesday, the Tuesday. 14th. I know okay. it's Valentine's Day, but you guys can come out for an hour and a half, hour, 15 minutes um, for lunch, 12 to 1.15 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. That's the time zone that I'm in. Come meet some great people, share what you're doing. Um, and I, I welcome all to, to attend. Also, I will be speaking next month in Las Vegas at the Black Enterprise Women of Power Summit. So I'm really excited about that. And then I'm off to Guatemala for six weeks. <laughs> I love it. So so that for somebody that, that wants to get more information on any of those things, what's the best way for them to get that? Come on to my social media page. Look at look look me up, Javanya Allen, Javanya Jenkins Allen. You can find me on LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. I respond to all of my messages personally. And so, if you're interested in in any of those events or anything that I have going on, you can find me there. All right, everybody, you've got your marching orders. <laughs> let's go. Get let's a hold go. Of her. What's that? <laughs> I said, let's go. Let's go. That's right. Well, thank you so much for joining us, and uh, I look forward to staying in contact. Awesome. Thank you so much, Alan. All right. Take care. And for everybody out there, uh, I want you to visit our archives of past interviews. You can do so at answers.network, or just subscribe to the show through Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Spotify, SoundCloud, YouTube, Rumble, Spreaker, and so many more. Uh, if uh, If you prefer a platform that we're not on, let them know or let us know and we'll get on that platform. So again, for everybody out there, please um, just be good human beings and be with us again next week on Answers Network. You're listening to Answers Network with Alan Cardoza, only on LA Talk Radio. 